Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished entrepreneur from the wellness space, Mr. Ashwin Nayak. Ashwin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, Ashwin is the founder of Mana Wellness. He's a go-to export, uh, expert on affordable healthcare innovation, scaling social impact, and mental well-being at work. He's an Ashoka Fellow. He was recognized by the World Economic Forum as a young global leader, and he's an author of two books titled The Healthcare Game Changers and Change Starts Young. So Ashwin, let's first talk about Mana Wellness. Tell me about this venture. Great, uh, great to be here, Ashutosh. And, uh, uh, you know, a delight to be on your show. I've been a big fan. Thank you. Uh, coming to Mana Wellness, uh, we uh, we feel that uh, the world of work has transformed mm -hmm. uh, significantly in the last 18 months or so. And what will be workplaces of the future? What will the employee-employer relationship look like mm -hmm. in the future? How will we recruit? How will we... Uh, upskill, how will be trained, will change drastically. Mm. And one of the key elements that we feel which will uh, play a significant role is employee well-being. Correct. And uh, we are seeing that shift happening already. Companies are becoming aware mm. of the need for employee well-being. But we feel that uh, beyond uh, employee well-being as a benefit, mm. it will become a core competency for leadership. Okay. And that's where we that's where we feel very positive about what we do at Mana Wellness. We mm -hmm. help organizations build emotionally healthy workplaces mm -hmm. by doing assessments of well-being of employees, then equipping them with tools and resources, mm -hmm. uh, providing direct service, and also skilling their leaders and managers to become champions of well-being at work. So it's been an interesting uh, year and a half uh, journey for us. We started just before the pandemic. Mm. So gone through the entire motion, but uh, very feel very positive about uh, how the world is shifting and a small role we can play in that. Very interesting. So before I ask you another question, tell yeah. me what is the meaning of the word mana? So mana uh, is the Sanskrit for mind, uh, but uh, you know what we also feel is that many a times we we. Uh, we associate mental well-being with the brain, mm. uh, but I think it's more of the mind, right? Okay. So, and, and mind is a slightly different concept yeah. uh, than, than brain. So I think that's where we thought this could be a good association, right. your well-being and mana uh, come together. Very interesting. So, you know, you just mentioned uh, two things. One is mental well-being and the second is the pandemic. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you that, and let's look at, pre and post pandemic yeah. what are some of the mental well-being challenges you saw are there in in the corporate world before the pandemic and how did these change or escalate in the in the world post the pandemic yeah so um, you know a couple of things here first is uh, the the mental health or mental well-being issues uh, were only highlighted by the pandemic i think we all had uh, you know this uh, uh, sort of layer below the beneath the surface mm -hmm. and one thing i i want to highlight here is when we think about mental health we always think of it in terms of uh, uh, illness mm -hmm. 
Uh, it's like saying that uh, uh, that uh, some people are depressed, some people have schizophrenia and, and things like that. But that's a very small percentage of people. Mm. What we believe is everybody, all 100% of us have mental health mm. and we can always get better. Correct. And the, just the example uh, or a analogy to this is in the 70s, the only people who went to the gyms were bodybuilders. Correct. Right now, everybody goes. If you don't go, you are an outlier. Mm. So how can you build an awareness of mental health that everybody feels that I can do something? It's like going to the gym. Sure. You can become better, right? You can pick up tools, tricks, tips, and become better. So how can we build a culture of emotional well-being in addition to physical well-being? So mm. that is where we started. Now, to your question. How have things changed? I think, uh, you know, people have, organizations particularly have become more aware of the need for employee well-being. Mm -hmm. And significantly, what we have seen is the middle management, which has been impacted. Mm -hmm. People talk about stress and uh, anxiety in the workforce. It is the middle management who has to redefine their jobs. Mm. You know, you are, you have to report up and manage down Correct. while not having any visibility. Mm. I mean, physical visibility on what's happening. Mm. That creates a lot of anxiety and stress. Mm. So we are seeing that the importance of mental health, not at the entry level because of excess work or stress, mm. but the ability to navigate this new change has created undue pressure and uh, people need. So that's one. The second one is <clears throat> it has exposed the fact that we are not training our managers and leaders how to have these conversations to begin with. Forget intervening. You know, a lot of people are still struggling. Right. If they find their colleagues struggling, mm -hmm. the first response is either to ignore completely or to sort of, you know, uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, say something which might not be mm. useful. So how do you use, how do you first diagnose, not diagnose, I shouldn't use the word diagnose. How do you detect the signs, mm -hmm. how do you have a conversation, and then how do you do the right thing for the employees or for your team member? It's become very critical in this environment. So that's the shift that we are seeing. Very interesting. So, you know, uh, just uh, a follow-up from what you just commented on, you know, uh, on how to help a colleague. My yeah. question to you is that how do I, as a colleague, know what should I watch out for? Because even though mental wellness is a little more open in the workplace now, it is still not talked about too much. Yes. Yeah. So a um, couple of things. I, I mean, we have a full training program for managers, but I'll just share some highlights. Mm -hmm. Number one is it is not individuals that we have to look out for. Mm -hmm. I think it has, we have to look out for ourselves. We have to look out for everybody because there will be good days. There'll be bad days. There'll be trigger issues. There'll be, you know, things like that. So one of the things to be uh, aware of is what are the signs? Mm. And the signs typically are non, uh, necessarily not mental health related. Mm -hmm. Many of the mental health issues first show up as physical issues, mm. right? Uh, excessive uh, sort of taking time off mm. uh, to attend to things, physical ailments, you know, lack of sleep, uh, you know, inconsistent behavior. Uh, for example, somebody who's very regular in meetings, contributing suddenly is, uh, you know, going into a shell. Anything which shows a changed uh, sort of behavior should be a clue. But I think one important thing is not to sort of start putting labels on people Correct. right away. Right? Mm -hmm. So how do you then have a conversation, offer support? 
and then if needed you know point them to the right professional is is uh, is i think very critical so uh, just to continue with the same thought for another question mm-hmm. uh, if i notice a colleague of mine is uh, you know going into one of the symptoms of one of the one of the uh, uh, areas that you spoke about gone into a shell not contributing at meetings or maybe just anger or whatever mm-hmm. what should i do go to my hr head or what what is the next step so uh, the the one thing that we recommend is uh, you know nobody should do no nobody should be in a position that you just mentioned mm. saying what should i do mm. right it should be a standard sort of training provided to people and this is what you do and different organizations have different ways of uh, uh, of uh, uh, you know dealing with it some might have a system where they can talk to the hr person uh some might have different ways uh, for example we train companies in building peer uh mental health ambassadors these mm. people are trained they know what signs to identify and how to support and then how to point them to the right people correct and there are various ways to do it mm. uh one example i would share is what uh, dupont has done and this program is now available across the globe mm. um what they have done is implemented a program called icu mm-hmm. which is sort of a play on icu and yeah. and intensive care as well mm. so the three pieces of icu is identify connect and understand mm. so there is uh, you know they they train people on how to identify how to connect and how mm. to understand mm. and then uh, help their colleague uh, uh, in 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 dealing with whatever it is mm. the key point here is not doing a diagnosis mm. i think that's what we we believe uh, which is how to not say the wrong things correct so uh, you know ashwin uh, you know i i agree with you that we should not uh, try and diagnose or you know uh, try and prescribe but how important is it for the individual who's going through the stress to be able to understand uh, that he or she needs help the question because many a times we might not even realize that mm-hmm. um because we can't see uh, so one of the interesting things i learned earlier in this space is if you if your body has a problem it can tell your mind correct but if your mind has a problem who does it tell it to mm. right so you sometimes you are not aware of your mm. uh, of your behavior mm. so i think that's that goes back to the fundamental pieces of what the culture at the organization looks like people can should have uh the psychological space to come up and say you know this is this is what uh, the issue is this is what i'm struggling with or this is what i feel has changed in your uh, behavior etc that's one second is we have to first take out the fear of asking for help right, right? if people feel that okay it's okay i mean everybody will have that time will have that uh, period where i will need help or i will need some support people will be more forthcoming and quite honestly in corporate india i think it is changing mm-hmm. people are coming and we have seen organizations where uh, you know 70 80% of the same organization everybody from the ceo all the way to freshers mm-hmm. have signed up to our service which is unheard of mm-hmm. uh, that people will and this is not because they have an issue because they believe that is an important skill mm-hmm. that they have to learn for themselves and when you say signed up for our service what are th- some of the things that you are doing for these corporates 
So uh, everything starts with an assessment. We believe that in the past, uh, a lot of this mental health has been pushed as a one one size fits everyone. Uh, we start with an assessment. We say that uh, let's figure out what are the skills that you uh, already have. What are the skills? And when I say skills, these are literally coping skills, mm -hmm. right? You might have a different reaction to stress. I might have a different reaction to stress. Mm -hmm. It's important to see uh, where we stand, right? We start with an assessment. Based on an assessment, we create an individual plan mm -hmm. for improvement. And for you, and also as an organization as a whole, if it requires, you know, sort of a group uh, intervention. Then we work with the individuals over a period of time. Mm -hmm. This includes giving them one-on-one -on -one counseling, coaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, plus also giving them the tools and technology to, to support themselves. Mm. And finally, at the organization level, we help build this uh, champions or well-being ambassadors mm -hmm. who can then be, uh, uh, you know, help each other out. Mm. Very interesting. So my next question to you is that, you know, you did mention that uh, the one of the areas we, you see challenges are in middle management. Yeah. Uh, my question to you is that, with the entry of so many millennials and Gen Zs in the corporate world, and they are the young people who are inheriting our earth, which people of my generation seem to have messed up completely. Sure. Uh, what are the men what are some of the mental well-being challenges you are seeing in the young? Well, I think this is a very important uh, uh, question and also a point of conversation at uh, many organizations, which is how do we support our millennial, uh, employees, I think millennial is already gone now. Mm -hmm. Gen Z and uh, maybe Gen Y or I don't know what's mm -hmm. the Gen Gen classification. Something new from the alphabet soup will come up. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know the this is the this this generation uh, the 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 workforce uh, the young people who are joining the workforce in this mm -hmm. period mm -hmm. has never happened before. Mm -hmm. Right, you, you are you are joining at the time of the worst global pandemic. Correct. You are probably joining in a remote setting. You've not met some of your colleagues as yet. Uh, you 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 also are struggling through employment issues globally. There is a, a loss of employment, and people are struggling to get jobs. Now, once they come in, in the earlier days pre-pandemic, there was an opportunity to assimilate them into the culture of the organization. Through informal chats, through uh, you know, uh, through buddy system or whatever in the office environment. Yeah. Now it's completely remote. Mm -hmm. And what what is happening is, uh, this is from the organization side. From the individual side, they are also questioning the fact that what is this concept of going to or joining one organization, mm -hmm. right? Why can't I, I have multiple uh, jobs at the mm -hmm. same time? And mm -hmm. that's why you are seeing this people who are uh, talking about the great resignation and people mm. trying to do this. So I think the concept of a job, the concept of a career, the concept of an employee is changing mm. significantly. And young people are leading this. They are saying, I want to work with two companies, three companies at the same time. Mm. Who came up with this idea that I should be working, you know, nine to five at one company. I'll work four hours here, four hours there. And, and, so they are challenging these norms and that is putting a little bit of stress on the system. Mm. The other shift that we are seeing is young people are asking for mental health support at work. Mm -hmm. Right in, in our generation, when you and I went to school, probably the, uh, I, I don't think we even had a counselor in school. No. But, and the next generation had a counselor in school whose only job was to fix the trouble making kids. Right. Right. 
Correct. When you said you go to the counselor, you have to go to the, you made you had you did some mischief and you have to go there. But my daughter's school now has a counselor, and I think many uh, private schools have counselors who are there to support children's well-being. Correct. Right now, what happens when they graduate? Hmm. When they come to the workforce, they are expecting the same kind of support. Correct. And that's what they are doing. And and you know, one of the studies that came out recently said that. Uh, well-being at workplace is one of the key criteria mm. that young people are using mm. as, uh, as 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 a, as a filter for mm. employers. So I think it's going to be a very interesting time. Very interesting. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, there's a big generation gap between you and me. And I was thinking when I was in school uh, and we were uh, got into trouble, we used to go to the principal's office and I was in one of these Irish uh, <laughs> brothers' school and he would look at the wall where there were a series of canes. Oh. He would say, pick your cane because you're going to get whipped with that. <laughs> the big change now that I, now that you're saying that, you know, they're even asking for counselors. So yes. big change as far as my perspective goes, but yeah. thank you for sharing that. Sure. So, you know, uh, moving on now, uh, I've got one more question on mental well-being before I come to your book. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is it that mental well-being is still being talked about in such hushed tones in our country? So uh, I, I should clarify, this is not just our country. Okay. This is global. Okay. Right. Uh, some countries are slightly ahead. Some mm. countries are slightly behind. For example, I know that in Brazil, mm. uh, it's, it's absolutely, I mean, it's not completely uh, unstigmatized, but it's very common for people to say, I'm going for my therapy. Mm. Uh, even younger children going to therapy is commonplace. Okay. But uh, many countries around the world, it's still, it's still a little bit of stigma. And I think there are, you know, there are various theories around it. But mm. from my own perspective, I feel that there are three specific challenges uh, which has sort of helped, uh, led to the stigmatization. One is uh, mental health or mental illness in our mythology mm. or in our uh, ancient texts was always associated with some kind of deviant behavior. Mm. While we know that a lot of great artists had mental health issues and they were able to create a lot of great work, mm. uh, uh, even with, with, with mental, uh, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. But historically, it has been uh, in our ancient books, it's always considered something to be feared of. So mm. that's one. The second is our popular culture. Mm. Movies, books have always portrayed this in a certain way. Correct. As a as a as a uh, as a as a threat mm. to society, mm. right? So that's another uh, stigma that that uh, that has stuck in. Mm. And the third one is we don't understand. We have not understood mental health as something that uh, we can all build, improve, and become better at. It's not a one-way street, mm. right? Because uh, that's what people have been thinking about. Mm. So there's a lot of stigma around the, around around these kind of issues. Mm. Um, but it's slowly changing, as you've seen. A lot of celebrities, a lot of uh, personalities have come up. Uh, you know, the the biggest change will come not by celebrities or people in powerful positions saying this, but people like you and me mm. who can step up and then say, you know, this is normal. Correct. It's happening. It's happening in our families and we are going out and seeking help 
uh, and uh, you know that then the conversation will change in in my own case my mother was underdiagnosed for about 10 years mm. and this is another reason i am very passionate about this is when she was diagnosed properly mm. uh, she reclaimed her life that she had lost for 10 years right so it's, it's very important that uh, people seek that help and quickly uh, find the support very well said so shall i'm going to move now to your books and yeah. all my viewers and listeners know that i'm always very partial to authors <laughs> so yeah. tell me about both your books the healthcare game changers and change starts young but before you tell me are these books available on amazon and other platforms yes yes these books are available on amazon and i also had a new release last month mm-hmm. uh, which i'll talk about a little okay. bit so my yeah, third so book. tell me about your books now <laughs> yeah so um, you know i've been a, a, a i've been very interested in reading different genres of book mm. books uh, partial to non fiction and mm. the uh, interest started very young uh, when i was very young my father was a, a big reader so he had lots of books so i got exposed to them and uh, when i went to medical school one of the interesting things i picked up is if you pick up uh, reference books of uh, uh, you know medical subjects mm. uh, particularly that were printed in the west mm. uh in the footnote they had much more interesting stuff than in the text okay so for example you know somebody found a new um, cell part mm. then they'll have a footnote saying this was the history of this person this is a scientist did this that so i used to enjoy reading those more than the mm. text mm. so that's okay. how i got interested in uh, learning more about the people behind the stories wow okay so to say right so um so that interest always stayed so when i when few years ago when i was looking at healthcare mm-hmm. um i initially started with looking at what is what is changing in health mm-hmm. and my big thesis is in the next 20 25 years healthcare will change significantly right significantly in the sense that healthcare historically has been associated with hospitals it mm-hmm. will move out of the hospital we will do 80 90% of what is happening in the hospitals today at home mm-hmm. a technology will help people will come to our place and we will do it at home right correct so my question was if that is sort of the broad uh, way in which the sector is moving mm. who are the people behind this movement right that's how i started looking at uh, people interesting ideas mm. and that's that led to the book uh, healthcare game changers okay. it's a story of about 12 uh, innovators from around the world mm. who are really taking this concept already Mm. and bringing healthcare to your doorstep mm. and uh, the idea is to document you know what are their models how do they operate mm. uh, what are the learnings what are the challenges etc etc so stories from across the world uh, brazil uh, you know of course india us uh, european right. the only continent i was not able to uh, capture two continents africa and uh, australia mm-hmm. but otherwise every part of the world how oh, nice okay so, okay and what about your newest book yeah so the latest book is again uh, something which um, which i got interested in um, yeah, over the last 3 years or so i've been very interested in personal development like what are the things that work mm. right and uh, the big realization for me is what we feel as uh, accomplishments or you know uh, people doing amazing things mm. in self improvement is some kind of magic 
Mm. But uh, the realization that all of this is typically habits mm. uh, formed over a period of time. Correct. So uh, the latest book is called "Keep Calm and Lead On," mm-hmm. and uh, the story, the 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 it's a short book about how calmness as a leader can be practiced and learned. Very interesting. Okay. Right? So people usually think he's a calm person, she's a calm person. Mm. I'm not that. But uh, how do you build that state of calm mm-hmm. in your actions mm-hmm. by deliberate practice? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are the tips you can use? What are the tricks you can use? Illustrated right. some stories, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which, which I feel are reflective of what it, and, and the book starts with the story of uh, Captain Sully, who landed the plane uh, yeah. in the River Hudson. Correct. And he made an amazing statement. He said that, think of this, think of my calmness mm. as a deposit that I was making for the last 42 years. Wow. Mm. I had a large balance that I could draw down mm. in those 90 seconds that I had. Right. So that that's why I was calm, because I was practicing this for about two years. Phenomenal. Yeah. Ashwin, on that note, uh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking thank you thank you for talking to me so much and at so much length about mana wellness uh, about all the mental uh, well-being issues that are being faced and what you're doing about them and thank you for talking to me about your books thanks again and good luck great it's my pleasure take care thank you thank you for listening to the brand called you videocast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.